Gotta go, Rock. It's all right, I'm not afraid. Sometime, Rock, when the team's up against it, and things are wrong, and the brakes are beating the boys, tell them to go in there with all they've got and win just one for the Gipper. I don't know where I'll be then, Rock. But I'll know about it, and I'll be happy. I didn't think it was going to be this hard right off the bat, man. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, yeah. That was a tough one to listen to. (sighs) Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. All right. It's the Fantasy Football Junkies podcast. Week number nine, and we'll get going here. I promise. I promise. Uh, joined with me this morning uh, as we're recording this podcast, Thursday, November fourth. I've got a very, very special guest. Before we start talking about why it's so emotional to start off the show, um, I have with me on the phone someone very special at Overrated Andy at. Little Lens Man <laughs> and at Viani G Boy. <laughs> I got a lot of email addresses, man. <laughs> he is on the uh, the podcast today, filling in not for for one person, Spanky, who is by the way, I don't know where he's at. He's he's winning money somewhere, but uh, filling in for our for our dear friend. Chris Kalna. Woo! Man, I was fine. I was fine all morning prepping all this stuff. And, and you know, and I've got some other things coming up that uh, you know, I think once we get into it I'll be all right. But um um our our dear friend passed away this week. Um Wow. From a uh, just a sudden heart attack. You know, probably didn't help. You guys could probably hear him coughing up a lung every dang week on the show. <laughs> but uh, it, was, it was very shocking. Very, very, very shocking. 46 years old. Um, been a friend with that guy for a long, long time. Almost as long. I was trying to think of this. Uh, and by the way, your name's really not at overrated Andy at Little Lens Man at Vianney G Boy. Even though those all three do have some sort of uh, meaning to your life, this this is uh, Andrew Lindzen who is uh, joining us right now. I was trying to think if I, I think yeah. I, I, I what year did I meet you in high school? Is it my junior year? Yeah, I was going to say it was probably in 92 we met for the first time. Okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, I met Calna probably, was it 1990? So, yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I knew him a couple years uh, before I knew you, but we've, again, been friends. You know, this this guy on the phone right now doing the podcast with me, 
been a friend of mine for a long time. We've lived together before, and boy, was that fun. There's some stories that we can tell there. But again, uh, this is this is gonna, this is a tough one. Week nine is going to be a tough one. We're going to get through it though. Um, you know, Calno was a uh, man diehard football guy. Um, I was I was going through some of my notes and some of the stuff that he would send me, and, and there was a new segment that he wanted to start this week. And and um, listen. He would have been the only one that could pull it off because it, it was going to be called the two-minute uh, bleep warning, and uh, he was he was so dead set and so diehard on on wanting to do a segment where I let him loose and just throw out all the cuss words that he could. <laughs> and um, <laughs> we're gonna miss him. Now, yeah, we're gonna miss him. <clears throat> he was one of the most. Uh, he would drive you crazy, and you'd love him all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. he was one of a kind. Uh, we'll never replace him. Um, I'm honored to take his place today. Yeah, thank you for doing that. It was, uh, yeah, it was a lot, a little, little debate on whether or not I was going to have to do this or not this week. It was going to be tough, but you know what? When a sponsor pays for it, <laughs> I'm kinda, I kind of have to do it. So, uh, thanks yeah. for, for thanks for doing this, man. Um, so you know we're gonna we're gonna keep continuing to do this, and and next week will get a little bit easier. I think it, it'll never get easier. It just I think it'll be it, you know time does heal, uh, you know everything. But again, uh, Chris Kelna. Uh, not joining us uh, this morning, um, and we're going to get to Week 9 Fantasy Football Junkies. So here we go. Are you ready to jump into this, Mr. Lindzen? Absolutely. All right, buddy. So we usually start off uh, the entire uh, show with with questions. I didn't really pull any questions this week because, um, you know, again, he was a big part of that, man, and he you know, he was a really – I mean, that, that's the thing that I'm going to miss most about him. It was like what you said. You know, the, the, it takes a special talent for someone to – um, make you laugh even when you're making fun of that person. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, he, I know exactly. What you know, you I mean. put that on my Facebook page, and, and and there's not there's not many people that can do that, and, and he he could do it. So we're gonna we're gonna pass on that. I know I know listener uh, Krista, uh, a girl that works here, she felt like she got to know him through the podcast, and uh, you know she she was just blown away and couldn't believe it. And uh, so Krista just wanted to wish you know, um, it's just weird. How this podcast thing stretches out, <clears throat> and so she just wanted to wish everybody, you know, uh, you know, countless family and her, his, especially his wife Brittany. And gosh, I can't believe I forgot to mention her. Man, you know, heartbreaks for her. So uh, there's people all over that are really, you know, thinking about Kalna right now. And and man, you know what? <laughs> Good for him. Finally, you know, he was he was known outside of Jefferson County. <laughs> Absolutely, he was known outside of Jefferson County. I just think back. I think. Somebody mentioned this on uh, social media this week and how many different groups that he touched of of people that we knew. <sighs> but he was the guy that could fit in in every group of people and was a joy to have in every group. Yeah, for sure. You're absolutely right. So let's get going here. Okay, uh, let's see. Buy or sell. The buy or sell segment um, is, is a tough one this week because here it is. As the season progresses... And you jump in here anytime you want, okay? Uh, just wait for me to pause just for a second, because if any, if nobody knew this, if, and this is Andrew Lindzen's first podcast. He actually wanted to be a radio guy growing up. 
I'm, I was one for a short time in college. Here, here yeah. we go. Okay, how are you a radio guy again? Yeah, it was just I just did the broadcast uh, through the school. <laughs> that was all I did. I did the television broadcast. Right. Radio. I do. Oh my gosh, that's funny. But Back in the day. Just wait for me to day. wait for me to pause, and you can jump in any time, okay? But buy or sells sure, week buddy. number nine. As the season progresses, we'll have to adjust both uh, the, the approach that we take and and our targets for trading. Now, the most significant advantage I think in trading is, is much like playing with the stock market, which I don't mess with at all. The goal is still to buy low and sell high. So you often see players listed as a buy, and you, and and you kind of look at it. We talked about this last week, and um, you question the player's worth. And you question whether you want to add that person or let them go for something little or let them go for something big. Uh, there's a fine line while trading. And to be frank, a player could be a both buy guy and a sell guy at the same time, depending on the cost and depending on your team. We, I think we pointed that out a lot last week. I had a lot of questions here from people at the radio station about that when we talked about that last week. Now, I point this out is like at this point in the year, in week nine, it's time to move away. You got to get away from finding the players where the cost doesn't match the output to who will give us the best odds of having high performances when it matters the most. And I was looking at that a lot last week when I know you pulled off a trade um, and you were trying to pull off a trade with me. uh, And there was other teams and other leagues that I was trying to pull out a trade with. But people, man, at this time of the year, people really, if you've got a good player on your team, let's say, and the player honestly is only putting up points and he's maybe a tier two guy, if he's on your team, don't you think, Lindsen, that people, if it, you know, how do I put this? You've got a tier two guy on your team, but I want that guy. You automatically think he's a tier one, depending on your team. Would you agree? I absolutely would agree. Yeah, I think that the uh, the tiering stage really kind of goes out the window at this point in the season. It's it's more of what is your need and what does that person have, and does it fill the fill your need? And do you have enough in return to give them to get that person? You know what I'm saying? Right. And it, it becomes subjective, right? And, and owners of players tend to overvalue what their player can do in somebody else's eyes is what I've noticed. Yeah, and I think you are, and I think I'm, eh, I don't want to say a majority of, of, of people in our league, you know, our 10-man league that we're in, I think everyone's, you know, for the most part knowledgeable about fantasy football. But you and I think you, I, you know, you've got to look big picture, especially if your record is okay and you're still not totally. If you're zero and nine, you're you're done. I'm sorry, or zero and eight. I'm sorry. If you're zero and eight, you know, going into week nine, you're zero and eight. You're done. You need to blow up your team. You need to try to help some people out. But you know, you've got to look big picture. And if and if, and if you're listening to this buy or sell segment, I think that's what I did this week. Was I was really looking at big picture. On 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 my buyer sells this week. Okay, so um, the first player I think people really need to jump on. There's three really I think players that you need to buy, and 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 if they're on your team, if you've got this player on your team, you should try to get a lot out of these players because right now, running backs. They're all three running backs. Running backs are are like gold if you have a good running back on your team. Teams need good running backs right now. Saquon Barkley. Okay. My first buy player. I've yet to see Barkley available at a discount, but if he is, it is definitely a buying opportunity. If you're rostering Barkley, I would consider holding, uh, you know, unless it's a great offer. The schedule is in the fantasy playoffs, include both the Chargers and the Philadelphia run defenses. So this guy, 
Like if if Lindsay has Barkley on his team, I don't know who's got Barkley. You don't have Barkley, do you? I got Barkley. Yeah, I got Barkley. He's got COVID right now, but right. Uh, but I mean, he'll test out of that. I would buy <laughs> yeah. Barkley from you, and you could probably get a, a lot from me right now. Hint, hint. I mean, you really, really could. And, and trust me, it's one that I've been sitting on the fence with, and I'm just waiting for the right deal to come through for it. And honestly, because he's been a bench player for me, and he, I don't know if he's been a bench player for a lot of people this year, just because of the injury stuff with him. But if he's on your bench and you can get something for him, I mean, you could get a two-for-one right now for that, without a doubt. Oh, absolutely. James Robinson, the other guy, the Jaguars running back, you know. um, I like to try to find discounts. Often injuries and question marks make the values more obtainable. Robinson's been very durable over his two years in this league. And the damage came from making contact with equipment on the sidelines. Total freak accident. Sounds like Robinson's going to be back, though, sooner than later with this foot injury. And, And Urban Meyer... Uh, we'll now get able uh, to take a long look at Carlos Hyde, hopefully realize what he has in James Robinson. Right now, it's probably the lowest cost point to obtain Robinson as you are going to see this season. So try to buy James Robinson right now if you can. And then the last one, I don't think you're going to be able to buy this guy. I think the window closed, even though last week we told Spanky to start this guy and he didn't do it. Do you know who I'm talking about at a running back? I, I don't at this point. No, the Jets that, uh, running back, Michael Carter. Oh, yeah. O-M-G. We told him to start Michael yeah. Carter. He sat him on his bench. And, and again, I'm glad he did because he was playing me last week and I blew him out of the water. Um, after the quarterback change, the entire Jets offense just looked better. It was weird. And I'm not trying to start or encourage a quarterback controversy here, but you, you can't deny that the Jets offense looked and performed better in Week 8 than it has all friggin' year. Now, I'm sure the team is, is starting to gel and getting a better understanding of the offensive system, but my gosh... Michael Carter blew up, scored a ton of points. If you, you know, try to buy him. Maybe you're, maybe the team that has him has two other running backs that they you know they that are better than him. Maybe I don't know, but that would be somebody that you could try and buy. Michael Carter. Uh, some other quick ones, really quick. Javante Williams, uh, AJ Dillon, DJ Moore, wide receiver for the Panthers. CD Lamb. I know that's your boy. Wide receiver and Cowboys, uh, you know, people should really try to buy that guy right now. Um, people you want to look at to sell. This one was a little bit tougher because <laughs> it's hard not to look at your own team, Lindsay, when we do these podcasts. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> and I try not to talk about all of my players. Spanky doesn't care. He talks about his entire team. He doesn't care. But I, I, I looked at this long and hard. Khalil Herbert. For the Bears, okay? This is one of those weird times where I think uh, you sell a player before max value, even though I, I still like this, the skill set of this guy. As mentioned uh, w- before, I've talked about uh, Kenneth Gainwell for the Eagles. You know, sell him. Get rid of him. Especially look what happened last week. But while the box score tells you Herbert received most of the workload on Sunday, it doesn't tell you that Damian Williams actually started. <laughs> All right? This backfield yeah. could be a split with uh, out David Montgomery right now. So if you can sell Herbert, do that. If you can sell Gainwell, do that. Um, if you can sell from the Chiefs running backs right now, Darrell Williams or Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, sell them right now. If you can sell James Conner, you want to sell James Conner. Conner paid off for fantasy with his two touchdowns in proper James Conner form. But listen, I constantly push to sell Conner because there is no floor to count on that's not based on touchdowns. All right, Connor just rushed for 22 yards last Thursday. All right, and he had the two TDs, and that was it. Uh, you, you know, go ahead and keep rostering Connor and start him at your own risk. But 
You know, he does have value right now. You might want to sell him. Uh, the last one I'm going to talk about here is 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 a is, is a kind of a controversial player, uh, Cordell Patterson for the Falcons, running back slash wide receiver. That's how you can start. Now, Kalna and and Spanky talked about selling him three weeks ago, and yeah, he was you know a sellable player for a very high price. I don't think if you if you don't sell him this week, you're probably not going to get anything for Cordero Patterson at this point. I don't care what the numbers say as far as Patterson continuing this trend. There's only so many weapons on this offense. All right, Calvin Ridley also is gone. Okay, um, who knows what's going on there? But Patterson's still only playing. 46% of the snaps. I don't like that in any player. I don't care who it is. You need to sell this guy and get something. Again, remember what I said at the beginning. Big, big picture. That's what you want to look for. Now, moving forward, Lindsay, are you more of a buyer? Like, what, what, what is your record right now? I don't know how many leagues you're in, but what is your record right now in the league? I'm we're just in, in our, our, our league right now, and I am 3-5 and five currently, but I'm in a 3-5 and five bubble with, like, Four other guys. Right. So, are so, you in more of a buy mode or a sell mode or either or? I'm I, I'm I'm in both actually. So I'm in a buy mode and a sell mode because I think I have a legitimate chance to make the playoffs in our league. And with a lot of my running backs coming back healthy now, I think I'm going to start gaining some ground. So I'm, I'm if I'm leaning one way or the other, I'm going to buy mode just to add to secure my bench. Um, you know, coming up uh, for the playoffs. Right, you know, and something Spanky says, you know, every single week about trades, and, and it makes sense, and it's true. I just don't think he listens to his own advice, okay? I'm just sorry. I love you, Spank. I hope you win a ton of money, come back a millionaire. But here's the thing. He talks about try to make your team better. The other tre- team's going to try to make their team better. It's always, you know, if the two teams are making their teams better, then that's a fair trade. I just don't think at this point, week 9, week 10, I don't think that's possible to to have a a hundred percent fair trade anymore. Like, no, I, you know what I mean. I just think that if I make no. a trade with you, yeah. your team is getting better than mine, or my team is getting better than yours. There's no we're both getting better with the same percent. It's very hard unless you got a super deep bench that you can help somebody out with. I mean, just for instance, I made a a trade for the quarterback Herbert a few weeks ago, and. I, you know, everybody has given me a hard time that I took a big hit on it because I got Debo Samuels in return, and it was it was costing me nothing to trade him. You know what I mean? He was I have Brady currently as a quarterback, and yes, I took a big hit as far as overall points, but Debo is producing for me week in and week out. So yes, it looked ugly, but it paid off in the long run for my team. So you're going to have a lot of those coming up like that. If you have a deep bench and you got somebody that is highly valued somewhere else you're going to take a hit because most teams are set at this point. And so in order to make a move to improve yourself, you're going to have to take a hit. Right. Um, I'm glad, though, well, you didn't listen, but I, I was wondering why you still have Gronkowski and Kittle on your team. We'll find out about that later. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> i got to wait till they're worth something. i got to wait till they're worth as long as they're injured, they're still not worth anything. Oh, my gosh. You're listening to the uh, Fancy Football Junkies podcast. And, um, again, we got Andrew Lindzen joining us on the phone. Special guest today filling in for some guys. Uh, it's now time for the Thursday Night Football Focus. I'll be uh, taking this moving forward. And, and Week 9 <laughs> brings a, a disgusting game. I mean, 
the Thursday night football games to me, I guess, are always kind of toss ups. I don't know how they they project these moving forward, but it's the Jets versus the Colts, two of the league's most limited offenses playing each other in Indianapolis. Now, the options for both teams have further dwindled with wide receiver T.Y. Hilton gone with a concussion. Corey Davis is out with his hip. But however, if you, if, if you need some players to start, okay, or sit because you're on the bubble now like, like Lindsen is, you might want to pay attention because there are some people that you can start in this game. If you don't have any players in this game, and I don't blame you if you don't, I would probably jump ahead maybe 10 minutes ahead of this podcast, okay? <laughs> Just so you don't have to listen to this. Um, for the Jets... Who to start or sit in fantasy football on Thursday night? I've got Mike White, quarterback, sit him, okay? Uh, He shocked the world, shocked the world with 405 yards, three TDs to go with a pair of bad interceptions to rally the Jets. I couldn't believe they beat the Bengals last week. I mean, that was like one of the craziest games. But now there's almost two full games of film on this guy in the regular season, and and the Colts defensive coordinator uh, he's he's just licking his chops. Look for a Patriots like outing for Zach Wilson's uh, young fill in. I don't I don't like this at all. Uh, you do though want to start running back Michael Carter. Already talked about him, and I can't wait to get to the hell no and faux shout segment because uh, I've got a Michael Carter question for uh, Lindsay. Uh You definitely want to start wide receiver Jamison Crowder. There's only uh, Michael Carter who plays on defense for the Jets. He went to UNC rival Duke. He's not uh, the Blue Devil fantasy owners care about, but former Dukey Crowder is the Jets' most reliable short area target, again, for White. Now, with Corey Davis out, the veteran should be busy underneath with routes and a good chance to score. I think he's a sneaky wide receiver three for you guys this week. Uh, Sit Moore, sit Cole Sr., sit Berrios, sit the tight end, sit the Jets' D, sit... Oh, yeah, definitely... If, and here's the thing, people like like Spanky pulled that really stupid move where he picked up my kicker because he's always up working, you know, early, early, super earlier than I am. And uh, I saw last week that several teams picked up kicker Matt Amendola. By the way, no relation to Danny. Okay, there's an extra M in that name. That doesn't impress me much either. Um, but a lot of teams dropped him after last week. And, and, and people, are, I think, might try to keep him. I'm, I'm going to sit him, though, for this game. I'm going to sit him. I don't think there's going to be a lot of field goal attempts. Now, for the Colts, who do you start? Who do you sit? I think you start Carson Wentz this week. I really, really do. Um, Wentz hasn't been spectacular for fantasy, but he's been one of the steadiest streamers getting you about 20-plus points every single week uh, with multiple TDs. He should get there again, though, even though there might be some lower volume. I think the running game is going to really be the uh, thing that pumps it up tonight for Thursday Night Football. Should have some easy throws in that red zone. Uh, Running back Jonathan Taylor, you're starting him. Taylor's your best fantasy football workhorse now that Derrick Henry is down for the season. That's just all there is to it. Uh, He's still been rather underused, only getting 15 carries, but start him. Uh, He should be booked for 20-plus touches tonight. I would sit running back Naheem Hines, though. Uh, even though Hines is a pass catcher and that check down guy, he's not going to be needed, uh, I don't think, very much. But you never know. I'd sit him. Uh, definitely going to start uh, wide receiver. My guy, Michael Pittman Jr. Love this dude. Uh, Pittman has arrived as a top fantasy asset, as many as expected. He's, he's locked into Wentz. He's on pace for 96 receptions, close to 10 TDs. Uh, he's looking good. Uh, again, I would sat uh, wide receiver, any other wide receiver on this team. I think you just start Michael Pittman Jr. Tight ends, you're not going to start any of those. Um, I do think you're going to start 
kicker Michael Badgley, though, because the former Chargers fantasy star has done well replacing Rodrigo Blankenship. And I think the, the Colts are going to have a lot of field goal opportunities this game. And I think you should start Colts' defense. White still made a big mistake last week, and the Bengals were made a strong play despite giving up all those yards and points. Colts' defense has enough playmakers now to give you the sacks and takeaways you need, I think, to be a top-12 defense this week. So that's a that's a good start, that uh, Colts' defense. So that's your Thursday Night Football Focus. Now it's a hell no or faux show. Count the hated this segment. <laughs> He 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 said it was one of the worst things I ever made him do when Spanky was gone. Having to say those, he's I refuse it. I'm not saying it. I refuse to say it. I refuse to say. It. He almost quit the podcast because I made him do it. So I've got three questions for you, and we'll start off with Carson Wentz. So Lindsen, hell no, or faux show. Carson Wentz has 25 plus fantasy points tonight. Faux show. Wow. All right. Hell no. Faux show. Michael Pittman Jr. scores two touchdowns tonight. Hell no. Oh, man. That's my guy. I, 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 I'm I, sorry. I just don't see a... I don't see a receiver getting two TDs in this game either way. All right, all right. I'm going to put that, I think, up on our uh, Twitter uh, question later on for that one. And then last one, here you go. This is a big one. Hell no. Faux show. Spank dog will actually start Michael Carter tonight and not have him on his bench. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, this is a tough one because I know Spank likes a, a longer track record. But I'm going to say, oh, show he starts him tonight. <laughs> oh, I don't even know the answer to that. I'm going to go look right now. And, wow, he has Boy, him in his lineup. His he has him in his lineup. He's got him in his lineup? Yeah, he's, got, okay. he's projected to get blasted, though, by by a different team. But anyway, he is right there in his starting lineup. Good call, Lindsay. All right, now let's get to our biggest booms and biggest busts. I'm going to go through this and and read these to you, okay? Usually uh, somebody else, I would give you a list, but I, you can just agree or disagree yeah. with what I say for these, sure. these booms and busts this week. Uh, by the way, my Aaron Rodgers bust call, hey, you listened to the podcast last week, right? Oh, you were on. I nailed it. You were on. Nailed it. You nailed it. I get a lot wrong. It's been real hot and cold, dude. Real I've cold I, hey year. hey I've gotten I've gotten wrong a lot, but that one was a big one. I, I I love that that I got that one right. So here are my biggest booms for Week Nine. If you have these players, obviously you want to start them. And then my bust, uh, I, I think there's gonna there's a couple on here that you might really want to watch out for because I think you might have them in your starting lineup. So you definitely want to stick around for that. So booms and busts for Week Nine. Uh, my quarterback boom, I have Cincinnati quarterback Joe Burrow. I think it's a no-brainer. I mean, the dude is a fantasy quarterback who is just hot right now. He's going to stay hot this week. He scored at least 22 points in, in six games in a row, including three consecutive outings where he had 26 points in two games against Cleveland last year. Now, I've got him on my team, and I've got Josh Allen. I'm trying to get rid of Burrow, but people aren't biting on it, Lindsay. I don't get it, man. He's He's a top-five quarterback. And I can't. You know, I mean, I can't even get a, a a number two wide receiver for the guy. Well, and I think it's again in a ten man league like we're in, everybody's got good quarterbacks. I mean, it's real hard to get somebody to bite. You're going to have to. 
I mean, I think you could get somebody to bite, but you're not going to get a top-tier guy. Somebody started sure. Daniel Jones last week as their quarterback. I, I mean, come I on. I really have no idea why that guy is not <laughs> trying to buy players. That guy <laughs> makes me crazy. All right. I don't even know what he's doing. <laughs> Running back boom for this week. This might shock everybody because he was a bust last week on my list. But I've got Miles Gaskin uh, from Miami. They're taking on Houston this week. I got Miles Gaskin as a boom. So if you benched him last week, you want to get him in your lineup this week. Miles Gaskin has been a fantasy bust every single week this year. That will end this week. Gaskin's going to benefit with a very favorable matchup against the Texans in Week Nine, especially with Malcolm Brown on injured reserve. Now we saw what that looks like the past two weeks with Gaskin getting. 19 total touches in Week 7 against Atlanta when Brown first got injured. Then he only got 15 last week at Buffalo. But Gaskin has four more games this season with at least 15 total touches. And he scored at least 17 PPR points in two of those outings. He should be their guy this week and have a chance for a big workload. Texans have struggled against opposing running backs this season. My boom running back, Miles Gaskin. You like that or do you not like that? I 100% like that because I had to put him in my lineup this week because of Barkley being out. <laughs> <laughs> my boom wide receiver, I talked about him earlier. I love this guy. He's going to be a top five wide receiver. I think he's going to finish off the year with, with close to 100 touchdowns, man. Michael, I'm sorry, 100 receptions. Gosh, 100 touchdowns. God, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, 100 uh, receptions, close to 10 touchdowns, I think he's going to finish. Uh, Michael Pittman, Indy versus the Jets. Get him in. T.Y. Hilton. Out for week nine. I already mentioned it. Get Michael Pittman Jr. And, and, and again, you know, if somebody wants to buy Michael Pittman Jr., you better get two for one because he's that good right now. He's actually, I, I like him more than DeAndre Hopkins right now, and, and Hopkins makes me nervous. You like that one? I, I'm going to have to disagree. Um, I think uh, my guy this week is Marquise Brown. I think that the uh, really Baltimore offense is, is due to take off with throwing the ball and getting downfield this week. And so I'm going with Marquise Brown. All right, man. There you go. Marquise Brown is a boom. The guy that can barely catch the ball when it's right to him. No, no. He's due. He's he only due. catches the ball when it's a tough catch. I don't get it. Like, when it's right to him, he drops it. Uh, their QB doesn't make it any of their passes. It's easy to catch <laughs> the way he slings it. Um, uh, a flex boom. I'm going to do this out of respect for our late friend, Kalina. Uh, he, he was the only one last week who mentioned this running back. Numerous times. I think I mentioned him once, but Kalna kept talking about Boston Scott, Boston Scott, Boston Scott from Philadelphia. And I kept thinking, would you shut up about Boston Scott? Well, <laughs> Philadelphia used him, and they were not shy about it. Uh, I don't even know what's going on in the Eagles' backfield right now, but uh, we'll see how they use Scott, Gainwell, and Howard this week in, in a more competitive game. Uh, the Chargers will make things tougher on the Eagles, but I but I still think you can trust Scott as a as a running back flex starter. Okay, it, especially if it's a PPR. In the first game without Miles Sanders, Scott had 12 carries, 60 yards, two TDs, and hopefully he takes advantage of this matchup. So as your flex boom this week, I think you get Boston Scott in your lineup. You like that one? I do. I think that uh, he's going to end up being a solid carrier there and uh, be a you know. Uh, 10 to 15 point uh, earner every week. Yeah, every week. Wow. I mean, I, I like the, the 10 to 15 point range this week for sure. Now, here are the bust for quarterback, running back, wide receiver, flex. I've got two quarterbacks on my bust league, and I'm just going to say both of them right now because Ryan Tannehill 
I think is a huge bust. Bad timing for Tannehill and the Titans to be facing the Rams, okay? He just acquired pass rusher Von Miller via trade from the Broncos. Now, Tennessee's also lost Henry for six to ten weeks. Now the offense is going to be running through Ryan Tannenhill. Uh, he does have 20 fantasy points in consecutive games, and I have actually put him as a boom quarterback a couple weeks ago. But uh, we'll see if Julio Jones can play this week. He might be out with a hamstring. Keep an eye on that. If he does, though, I'd still uh, have minimal expectations for Tannehill in this matchup. Low-end starter at most. And in a 12-man league, you might start a 10-man league. Don't even touch him. My other bust is Matt Ryan, the Atlanta quarterback. Ryan's played two games this season now without Calvin Ridley. And he had mixed results in those outings. Scored 25 fantasy points against the Jets in London Week 5. But he also had just seven fantasy points against the Panthers in Week 8. He's without Ridley, again, in Week 9 at the Saints. And I would expect Ryan to have another dud. In two games against New Orleans last year, Ryan combined for 505, one TD, and two interceptions, including a lost fumble. The Saints also only allow 17 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks this year. What do you think of my two busts there for a quarterback? Yeah, I think you're right on the mark on those. Those are uh, pretty pretty easy to pick this week, I think. I think Ridley being out is killing a lot of teams. I mean, there's so many things that are killing yep. fantasy football teams this year that are out of our control. I mean, fantasy football obviously out of our control, but when something like this happens, you're literally like, oh my gosh, I'm screwed. What do I do? Uh, running back bust this week, Melvin Gordon, Denver at Dallas. Now, Gordon was a great fantasy running back in Week 8 against Washington. We said he was going to do good. Uh, he had 18 PPR points. Uh, yeah, he was saved by those two touchdowns. But I think Melvin Gordon, he he lost a fumble late in the game. Uh, he could let you down if he doesn't score. And, and Dallas, you know, their defense has been kind of wishy-washy. But I think Dallas, again, they're, they're going to score a lot of points. Melvin Gordon might not be a factor at all in this game because they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. What do you think about that one? I agree. Yep. I think that uh, they're going to have to get downfield in a hurry because they're going to be playing from behind all night. And then my last uh, bust at wide receiver, Cortland Sutton. Again, another Denver uh, player. I just This game against Dallas is not setting up good for Denver. Uh, Jerry Judy has played two games with the Broncos this season, and Sutton has posted... Minimal stats in both outings. Now, Sutton had two PPR points in Week 1 at the Giants in game where Judy couldn't finish because of that ankle. In Week 8 against Washington, Sutton had two catches for 40 on four targets. The Broncos didn't uh, throw much against the football team and will likely air it out more against the Cowboys in Week 9. But Sutton just goes from a must-start fantasy receiver when Judy is out to like a questionable number 3 option. The matchup isn't tough since Dallas really kind of just number 25 in fantasy points allowed to opposing receivers, but... I think I think Sutton's just going to struggle. I think the Denver. I, I just don't like this game at all. Denver at Dallas. I think Dallas is going to. I don't. Even, Denver might not score over ten points this game. Thoughts, Mister Lindsay? I mean, I'm I'm kind of off. I mean, I don't know. I'm I've been kind of looking at Justin Jefferson as a bust this week. Yeah. Only because it seems like that he has been dropping a lot of balls lately and is not necessarily. I mean, Thielen's been targeted a lot in that offense, and I think it's going to stay that way. All right. I uh, I don't like that because I have Justin Jefferson on three out of my five teams. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thanks a lot, bud. Um, injuries, again, there's 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 a lot. And the, the, the practice report yesterday still had DeAndre Hopkins out um, and not practicing. So do you start DeAndre Hopkins? I don't know. I, I'm, and, again, I'm not going to give my opinion on that one because – 
It's a it's a personal one. Playing. What's that? <laughs> he ends up playing every week. Every week he's got an injury, and every week he plays. Yeah, that's the, the truth. I mean, you 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 basically have to. Like, I think I said this one week that you, he's going to have to cut his leg off or his arm off for him not to play. And even then, he'd still he'd still try to want to play. But uh, the matchup again, man, just you know, at San Francisco, that's a tough one. So I don't know. Uh, Chase Edmonds again is still questionable. Keep an eye out on him. <clears throat> um, Christian McCaffrey. Here's another big one. Okay, they're being really sus. The Carolina Panthers organization here, and uh, you know, he said he was limited yesterday in Wednesday's practice. He's still on the IR, but the Panthers don't have to <coughs> designate CMC uh, until he's officially off the IR. So he's back and working. So keep an eye. I I I I don't think he's going to start this week because they have to take him off the IR first. But he was limited back at uh, practice um, yesterday, uh, walking around a little bit, which is not a bad thing. Uh, Robert Woods. This is a, another one for for uh, big. I mean, this guy's been tearing it up in fantasies right now. He did not practice yesterday. It sounds like it was a rest day yesterday. Uh, and Sean McVay said he should be okay to go, but Robert Woods, keep your eye out on that. Um, who else? Of course, Henry. You know, IR. That does not look good. That hurts a lot of teams. Uh, who else did I did I see that was on this? This uh, let's see here. I thought there was somebody on you. Oh yeah, Kyler Murray. Now, <laughs> Cardinals coach Cliff Kingsbury said Kyler Murray does not need to practice in order to play Week Nine against the Forty Nine ers. they had ten days off. He also noted, as long as he's getting the mental reps, we feel good about him going out there and executing. (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't sound very confident in the guy's ability to play, does it? No, no, it's yeah. I've been taking mental reps all morning, and it hasn't gotten me anywhere. So yeah, no, it doesn't. It's scary, and I think even if the guy does play, what can you expect from this guy? I mean. I've got DeAndre Hopkins. Matchup game. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, mean to talk over. I was saying a divisional matchup game. I don't see it being a high-scoring game. Everybody's going to want to say shootout. I don't see it at all. I think it's going to be very limited on points for both teams this week. You're being. I think you're looking at like a 14-20 game, something like that. I think it's going to be a dogfight. I never thought I would say Colt McCoy might be a better start than Kyler Murray in <laughs> in Week Nine. Like seriously, that's that's not a joke yeah. either, man. Uh, who else is, uh, oh yeah, Devontae Adams, COVID-19, okay, uh, he's not traveling with the team to Arizona, um, uh, I'm sorry, not Arizona, um, gosh, still on the COVID list, he hasn't tested negative the second time yet, which is, is holding Devontae Adams up, and so keep an eye yeah, out on Rogers. that. Yeah, Rodgers too. That's, Rodgers also, yeah, they're yeah. playing KC this week. Yeah. And then who was the other one I was looking at? Oh, I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was somebody on your team. Oh, you already talked about it, oh, Barkley. Barkley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so Barkley on the COVID list as well. Uh, that's something to keep your eye on. And uh, do you, you know, try to get Booker in there. That's all you can do. Um, that's the injury stuff I have for you guys this week. Now, uh, for the spank box to wrap up the show again. Uh, Andrew Lindzen, a buddy of mine from St. Louis, uh, filling in today for for Spanky, who's in Las Vegas. And then uh, for our friend Kalna, who uh, who, who uh, passed away last week or this week, I'm sorry. I'm just man, the days are just it's it's crazy. Um, you know, it, maybe maybe Lindsay 
joins us every week. That I mean, wow, that would that would be something. We have to clear it with Spanky though. I don't know if Spanky will be able to handle you. Yeah, doing talk this. to Spank. He's kind of in charge of personnel. <laughs> yeah, he's the only one that's really getting paid. You know what I mean? Like I'm not even getting paid for this. You know what I mean? Um. <laughs> So uh, we we talked about Calno a lot at the top of the uh, the top of the show, and um, I wanted to talk about him one more time again as we as we wrap it up here in week nine. Hey, Lindsay, thanks by the way for for, for helping out. I really appre- I, I don't know if I would have been able to do this by myself. <laughs> I really don't. You got to have stuff to bounce people off to bounce people. Off. So yeah, no, I appreciate it, and and again, I'm honored to be part of the show. And anytime you need me to fill in, I'm more than happy to help out. I will tell you this, all right? And I know you talk to Calno a lot. Um, you know, I, I, it just, it's still kind of, it's still kind of unreal. It's still kind of just, I can't believe it. And I, I, I expected him last night. He would always call me or text me with something stupid about the Thursday show. And, and if I was ready or he, you know, if, if it's just, just the dumbest things and, and the voicemails, the guy would leave on your phone. I'm telling you, um, they're special. The best. They're special. The best. And um, but I will tell you this. I'm I'm going I'm going to 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 tell you something. I mean, you know, he's not here anymore, so he can't he can't defend himself. He said that you would say some really mean things about me after the podcast, and and I and and asked me this question. He said, "Does Lindzen really want to fight you?" Of course I do. Come on. <laughs> he would always oh, try to Tyler. start the yeah, he would always try stir to start the, pot, the drama. Even from the Yeah. Stir the pot from the other end. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I mean he asked me he's like he's like, Are you with Lindsay? Is you I mean he would always that was like he was the the best at that, you know, trying to get people riled up against each other and and uh oh my gosh. So putting a smile on my face here, uh wrapping up week nine fantasy football junkies podcast. Again, this and this one's all dedicated to him. I'm gonna wrap it up here with a uh, a recent voicemail that I got from him, and again, it was about the podcast because he. Uh, I mean, seriously, every Wednesday night, like clockwork, and I always told him, Calna, I am in bed by nine o'clock. Please stop." You know, he would message me ten thirty, eleven thirty, midnight, and I just I wouldn't respond. So he would leave a voicemail. And this is the uh, one of the last voicemails that I received from Kalna, and in, in typical Kalna form, man, just uh, you know making you laugh, being stupid, and um, R.I.P. My friend, uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna miss you. Okay, so so here is uh, that that last voicemail. We're gonna wrap up week nine, uh, the fantasy football junkies in memory of you. Yes, this is Miss Morton. I'm Chris Kelly's agent. I have a list of demands moving forward starting on Thursday. If you could call me before then, I'd appreciate it. Need to go over a list of demands moving forward. And if you could drop off the vegetables, it would be appreciated. And that spanky guy needs to shut his mouth more. Thank you. <laughs> I agree with him. I agree with him. Lindsay, I love you, buddy. I'll see you soon, man. Thank love you so you, much, bud. buddy. And uh, that's it. All right. We are out. Fantasy Football Junkies Podcast Week 9 in the books.
All right, man. 